Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Elevate Church in Perth, Australia. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps. Hey, good morning. Good to see you all this morning. A lot of energy here, which we love. Love Bring everything. You know, we tell encourage people, bring everything, bring your pain, bring your misery and bring your energy and just expect that God's gonna take and do what He does, uh, the God thing, which uh, we can't do on our own. And a special shout out to those listening on the podcast, growing audience around the world. Uh, we're gonna wait till this month finishes to announce some new countries have been moving up the top 10 list. So that's pretty cool. And uh, we're great, great to have you joining us wherever you are in the world and wherever you are with your listening device. And uh, today we're launching a brand new series and it's simply called Breakthrough. And uh, this is the font. Uh, Reese. I hope this didn't escape your attention. This is a throwback uh, to Mike Tyson TKO. This font is called King Commando. So uh, of course, Reese knew that. Um, some of you are like, Mike Tyson, what? Um, <laughs> and it's another how-to series. We actually just finished a how-to series. You're not the boss of me. How to say no to the emotions that compete for control. Well, this is another how-to series. And that really shouldn't come as a, as a total surprise because our goal of preaching every Sunday is, is one word, very simple, helpful. That, that whoever's speaking, whether that's me or one of our team or a guest speaker, the brief is simple helpful. Make sure that you teach something from God's Word that the people gathered here and those listening online can, can take it. And, and there's some homework that's evident. There's some practical application. This wasn't just interesting. You know, I can win a, uh, the next round of Bible Trivial Pursuit. Well, big deal. Uh, this wasn't just, you know, um, historically accurate. This was actually something that was taken from the, the truth of God's Word and can be applied in our lives today. And so the how-to uh, part of this series is how to turn setback into a, a comeback. And it's a four-week series, and it's actually going to be drilling into a letter written by a guy named James. Now, James has the uh, unique uh, call to fame in that he was the younger half-brother of Jesus. Same uh, mom, different dad. If that doesn't make sense to you, you can ask the internet. It's all there um, as to how that happened. But uh, he wrote a letter to all Christians. He was the leader of the church in Jerusalem around this time. And he wrote a letter to all Christians. And uh, we're just gonna have a, have a look at that. And one of the, th- the themes, one of the threads through this letter is how to turn setback into a, a comeback. And, and I would invite you to join me and join our team in reading through this letter. It's five chapters, four weeks. You'll figure it out. Um, and uh, you might want to read a chapter a day. I often encourage this, read a chapter a day in one version of the Bible and you get to day six, start the ch- chapter one, but in a different version and you just see different nuances based on the, the, the threads uh, and the language used. Plus, I would encourage you, and, and I'll be doing this as well, uh, if you've got the Bible app and uh, it's almost something that we say, you know, you can't be a follower of Jesus without, um, that's not true. Uh, but it has a bunch of plans and literally you go in, tap on the plans and type in James and there's a whole like 
dozens and dozens of, of, of reading plans. And that just a, a way to, 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 for God to use someone else has written some uh, commentary around the letter that James wrote that's highly applicable. There's stuff there for, for entrepreneurs and business leaders. There's, there's the African study version of the book of James. So if you're African or you wish you were African, then uh, you might want to get on there. Um, there's one called Life with Jim, which uh, I don't know if it's American or the Aussie version, but I'll be seeing what Life with Jim looks like. And uh, just, you know, get into that and make this a thing. If, if maybe your Bible reading has stalled out a bit or, or you want to maybe just dial it up a, a level, this would be a great, great series to really pair up what we're teaching with. Uh, this, uh, this stuff that James wrote. <clears throat> Speaking of writing, Benjamin Franklin uh, wrote something that's kind of become a cliche in our, in our world and uh, likely many of you have heard this. It's something ben, ben Franklin wrote. He said, the only two sure things in life are death and taxes. Right. Now, I have a few problems with that statement. First of all, if you have a good lawyer and a bank account in the Cayman Islands, taxes are not unavoidable. Uh, secondly, uh, according to Jesus, uh, death is avoidable. So uh, Ben Franklin didn't seem to have factored that one in. And the other thing I have a problem with is there are a much longer list of unavoidable things in life than merely death and taxes. And one of them is this, setbacks. And I'd hazard a guess that those of you here this morning, those of you listening on the pod, have either had a setback, maybe some of you are right now in the midst of a setback, and uh, I'm not declaring this over your life, but if you keep breathing long enough, there's a setback in your future, because it's unavoidable. And, and uh, as Jared said, and we, we, we introduced this new song, the promise that Jesus makes in and for our lives is not that we won't have setbacks, that setbacks will be part of our story, but they won't be the end of our story. And so I pray that this morning and this series is incredibly encouraging uh, for all of us, those that have had a setback that's way, 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 way in our rearview mirror, those that have maybe got a setback in the passenger seat, and maybe those that have got one into the future. This is going to be super practical. So let's, uh, if you've got our Elevate app, um, we link to the Bible app. It's kind of meta. Uh, if you tap on the Bible tile, it's going to take you to the, the, the beginning of this letter that James wrote. Now, I've mentioned James was the younger half-brother of Jesus. A couple of other things about James, and you really need to, to know this before you read along. Uh, he was a really straight shooter. Uh, if you're a snowflake, if you're easily offended, do not read James' letter because it's not politically correct. He doesn't cater to the outrage brigade. Uh, he just tells it super straight. And in fact, well, let's drop right into where he begins. He, he, the, what's become verse one is like, hi, I'm James. He doesn't sort of brag about being the half-brother of Jesus. Well, okay. And then he just fires his first shot straight out of the gate. And this is what, this is what he opens with. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, <laughs> when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Well, let me just highlight, first of all, he doesn't say uh, if tests and challenges come at you. He says when. It's not an if, but a when, and I've already covered that. But this doesn't make any sense. Consider it a sheer gift when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Now, 
I'm not gonna judge you if this doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna judge you if you read this and think, I, I think James has got this back to front. Because some of you have been through tests and challenges and it didn't feel like a gift. And if it was a gift, you would have done anything to have returned the gift or re-gifted it. But you didn't want to hang on to that gift because it didn't feel like a gift that you wanted to be in your world. And I get that. I totally, totally get that. You know, some of these tests and challenges, they're kind of the garden variety ones. You know, can't find a parking spot. Someone, someone cuts you off in traffic. Oh, boy, life's so difficult. All these tests and challenges. And, you know, all right. I don't think James was really referring to those. In fact, I think it's quite likely he was referring to stuff like when your marriage is on shaky ground. Referring to when your business cash flow doesn't look like it's going to make payroll this week. He's referring to when you lose your job. He's referring to when you've got some tension with your kids. And he says, in those sorts of situations, in those sorts of setbacks, (laughs) that we should consider them a sheer gift. I think this guy was smoking the stuff before Colorado made it legal to be writing stuff like this. It doesn't make any sense. Now, let me throw in a little bonus, uh, sort of a side thing. It, it also kind of prefaces next week. There's a little uh, life lesson hidden here in plain sight that it's easy for us to miss. He uses these words, tests and challenges. And one of the most important things that I have learned, not as a leader, but as a follower of Jesus, is there's a difference between a test and a temptation, okay? And not only is there a difference between a test and a temptation, James actually gives us different instructions for how we should deal with a test as opposed to a temptation. A test is more often than not something that's kind of foist upon us. We, we might have played a, a, a bit role in it, but we didn't kind of maybe, or maybe we didn't play any role. It just kind of came our way, and, and we're in the midst of a test and a challenge. And yet... A temptation, temptation is something that was presented to us or something that we moved towards and we shouldn't have grabbed it, but we did. And then, let me slice it up a bit more. James makes the point that a test is a gift, so we need to understand what that's all about. And then he'll go on to talk about a temptation is a trap. So there's a difference between a test and a temptation. One is a gift. One is a trap. And then he goes on to talk about that they both lead somewhere. That a test leads somewhere and that a temptation leads somewhere. And I'll give you a little spoiler. A test, if we respond to it the way that James instructs us to, we'll get to that, will lead us towards maturity. And a temptation, if we don't, deal with it the way that James ultimately instructs us to deal with it will lead to destruction. But a test and a temptation, they both lead somewhere. And so, and so to, to boil down what James teaches us in terms of how we should treat a test versus how we should treat a temptation, I've distilled it down just to simply this, this thought. Stand your ground in a test Run away from temptation. Now, 
screenshot this or we've got it in our app. You'll see it there. You can screenshot it in there. Whatever it takes to get this life lesson off the screens and into your head and heart. Do whatever it takes to get this and get them in the right order. (laughs) Because too many people get these around the wrong way. They run away from the test and they stand their ground in the temptation. More on that next week. Okay. Back to James. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Because you know, you know, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. We took a, a team, a, a group of our team members to uh, a, a seminar earlier this year, I think it was, uh, held at Riverview Church by one of my online mentors, a guy named Paul Scanlon. It was called Growing Big People. And he had 10 le- lessons from, in, in, that, in that seminar. And his, his first one, uh, I didn't take notes. Some of the, our team did, so I didn't. I just looked over their shoulder. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but his first one was, don't entrust big things to small people. Life and leadership lesson. Don't entrust big things to small people. Well, the, the, and I love that. That's why I remembered it, even though I didn't write it down. The, the, the seemingly difficult thing, though the vital thing in that lesson, is how do you know who the small people are? Well, here's a clue. People reveal their capacity under pressure. So if you want to know about someone's level of capacity, and by the way, our capacity can fluctuate. It can grow and shrink, so it's not a static thing. But in any point in time, when you've got something you want to entrust to somebody and you want to know if they've got the capacity to carry it out or they could maybe level up into what's required, uh, have, a, have a, a little think about how they deal with pressure, how they respond to pressure. Now, when I was in my uh, mid-20s, I was preaching at a youth event. And uh, by the way, I could do this now. I just don't want to. uh, And our insurance wouldn't cover it. But uh, I had two skateboards. And uh, I got out the first skateboard and put it on the ground in front of me. And I jumped on it. And I, you know, popped some pro moves, Tony Hawk style. Uh, And then I got the second skateboard out. And I put it in the same place that the first one had been. And I jumped on it. And it just split in two right in the middle of the deck. What the kids didn't know is that we'd actually pre-kind of vandalized the skateboard underneath, drilled some holes and cut some things, so it was guaranteed to, to, to break. But here's what happened, and this was the lesson that I taught them and the lesson that we need to know. My jumping on that second skateboard didn't cause the cracks. It simply revealed the cracks. So pressure doesn't cause cracks. Pressure first and foremost reveals the cracks that are already there, reveals what's already there. And, and here's the problem. James is, see, I think, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> he's already tripped himself up a little bit trying to convince us that tests and challenges are a gift. Now he's kind of angling towards the idea that it's a good thing 
when we deal with pressure because our faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. But here's the thing. I know some people that don't want their faith life to be put on show because it's not much there. And James said, well, let, let me tell you, tests and challenges, they're going to cause your faith life to show. But here's the thing. Consider it a gift. And you're like, wait, what? Let me get our music team up. I'm telling you, this is going to be the shortest message I've preached since I was 23 and preaching for free. Get what you pay for, kids. <laughs> All right. This is James. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, yeah, we know, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Oh, really? So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Stand your ground in a test. Run away from temptation. Stand your ground in a test. Run away from temptation. Stand your ground in a test. Don't try to get out of tests and challenges prematurely. Let them do their work. Ah, oh, there's a promise. Okay, I get it. It's a sheer gift because it comes gift wrapped with a promise. In fact, this promise has got three moving parts that all work together. Check this. That if we stand our ground in a test, if we don't run from that situation, run from that season, God will use it for us to become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. You know you can be a Christian and not a follower of Jesus because those are two different things. You become a Christian when you make a decision to make Jesus your Lord, but you become a follower of Jesus when you get up every single morning and say, today, Jesus, I will obey whatever it is you want me to do. And it's actually in the following that maturity is developed. It's actually in the day in, day out, week in, week out, because it's a process. And one of the things God uses is tests and challenges. Doesn't feel like a gift in the moment, in the season. But this idea of pressure coming on us, it can actually re reveal a blind spot. It can actually be something God uses to shine a light on something that we weren't even aware was a thing in our lives. And God never shines the light on something in our lives to shame us. He shines the light to change us. Because His goal isn't to destroy us. His goal is to develop us. Now, theologically, everything I've said is correct. I mean, hopefully. But doing this is harder than it looks on paper. You know this, and I know this, because you've been through setbacks, and I've been through setbacks. And it wasn't fun. And when I got through my setback, I wasn't sort of looking to sign up for the next one. I was like, can I just have a little bit of runway here, God? To... <clears throat> in the setback, in coming out of the setback, in the tests and the challenges, it requires strength. You know that. 
It requires courage. You know that. It, 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 it actually requires something more than you and I can, can typically fabricate on our own. And this is one of the reasons that when you read your Bible from start to finish, you will see God time and time again saying the very same words to people who He's called and they're facing a giant. And He says to them, be strong and courageous. You're like, oh, yeah, all right. Like you probably could have figured it out for yourself. I'm coming against the giant. I'm, I'm facing a setback. I probably should be strong. I probably should be courageous, but I don't feel like I've got the strength or I've got the courage. But here's the great news there. God's call to be strong and courageous comes with the promise that He will provide the strength, that He will put in the courage if we first decide, yes, I will be strong, I will be courageous, and then you, and then you experience the strength is coming, the courage is coming. If you say, no, I'm not going to be strong, Ah, who's got time for courage? Well, God's not going to waste it. But, all right, fine. I, I'll, I'll give it to this person. So what I want to do now, we introduced this song. I mean, I, I heard this song like two months ago. I text Jared at 3 a.m., get up, learn it. It's not, not really. But I'm like, let's do this song. It's like because it's just this incredibly stirring reminder that, that the strength and the courage that we have access to isn't just from the latest self-help book. The strength and the courage that we can draw down, that we can download, that we can plug into, that we can access is the strength and the courage that, that, that allowed Jesus to get out of a borrowed tomb, that allowed Jesus to rise from the dead. Talk about being nailed to a cross. You want to talk about setbacks? Poop. Let's have, a, let's have a nail measuring competition. We lose, Jesus wins. But the cross has the final word, and yet the cross wasn't the final word. The resurrection, the victory. So I want us to stand now and uh, allow God in this time. This is one of those, everyone's going to shut up. Sorry, I'm going to shut up. No clapping, please. And just let God's Holy Spirit, encourage you. You might be in a setback, and, 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 and this could be like there could there's an exchange available right now. So let's stand. And I know it's a new song, but it's pretty easy. You don't even have to sing it, even. I mean, you can. But at a minimum, let the word speak to you, and let God's Holy Spirit, here's a churchy word, impart something into your heart, into your life. You may have just come through a setback. And the comeback's only just beginning, but the comeback's not complete. What the enemy meant for evil, God's working to turn it around for good, but that process hasn't finished yet. You may be in a setback right now, and you need to be reminded that this setback is God giving you an opportunity to experience a comeback. I said to the team this morning, you can't have a testimony without a test. And too many people want the testimony, but they don't want to go through the test. Well, the testimony comes from the test, and the test is the on-ramp to the testimony. And we don't just get to have one testimony. It's like, bring out the cameras. I got another one. Let me tell you something more of the goodness of God and what He's done in my life and my family's life and my, my business and my health and my finances and my marriage and, and with my kids. Come on, get that camera out. Cue it up, baby. Load more film in if it's one of those cameras. So let's, let's just take this moment and, and let, God, let God do 
God stuff. It's a privilege to play our part in all that God is doing in and through you. To find out what your next step could be or to partner with us to reach more and more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and download our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps.